0: Well ladies and gentlemen it is time for the great one the man that carries a great big book with him all the time because he is Dr History and he's brought to everybody by Minikash's Sales at 1321 East Main Street in Burley right across from the airport 8782091
1: and right now here he is Dr History Good morning Zeb How are you? I'm doing great. It's a nice day out there and sun shining. Hey, you got a couple of notes that you wanted to mention before we get rolling. Uh, You and I both received a book from Bert Stevenson about Diamond Phil Mm Jacks, written by a fellow by the name of Max Black. Mm -hmm. And I just received a thing in the mail that he will be speaking up in Albion Friday night at 7 o'clock. Really? So I'm going to be there because I want to meet him and uh, listen to his stories. I'm going to be out of town, but
0: uh, listen for me and then report it on next week's program. Okay, I'll do it. Now, there was something else you wanted to mention about our program and how big... Big! It, it's really
1: astounding as to where we're going into all these countries. Well, we're up to about ninety-nine countries, about really? two hundred and seventy thousand hits, and uh, we're about on the third page if you type in history stories, really? Or really? histories of uh, stories of the Old West.
0: Ninety-nine countries. Yeah. So there might be a gaucho in Argentina listening to us. Actually, Brazil. Really? A lot of a lot
1: of people in Brazil. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. For some reason. Good
0: morning, Brazil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what
0: do you got for us today?
1: Well, we're going to go on a cattle drive. Oh, boy. Hit them up, move them Here out. we go. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but right through this area, right where we're sitting, some of the largest cattle drives came through this way up to the Owyhee area. I didn't know that. Right along the Snake River. Really? Yeah. But <laughs> what I'm going to take my story from is a, a man by the name of Andy Adams, and he was on several trail drives that went from Texas to Montana. I see. Now, this—I'm just going to tell a little story about what happened on one particular time. They had come to a small river called the South Canadian, and uh, sometimes it had a lot of water, sometimes not so much water. The problem is, it had a quicksand bottom. Oh, that's not good. Not good. Not good. So, when they got to the river, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what they did is they cut out about 200 head of the. Uh, leaders of the cows Mm -hmm. started for the crossing and they were the guinea pigs they were the guinea pigs so the cattle plunged into the muddy water and before the cattle had advanced more than 50 feet instinct warned them of the treacherous footing and the leaders tried to turn back tried is a key word tried (laughs) but by the time uh, he says by the time we had the entire bunch in the water and urging them forward they had stopped but a moment began milling around when several heavy steers sank. Then we gave way and allowed the rest to come back. So some of the cattle got into the quicksand and others made it back to shore. Holy but smokes. But they didn't get across. Really? So he said, we saw that there were 20 cattle caught in the quicksand. And they sank slowly to the level of their bodies, which actually gave uh, enough resistance to support their weight. But there they sat. Hopelessly mm-hmm. bogged in the quicksand. So they weren't sinking, they were, I guess you could say, kind of floating but their feet and everything was in the mud in the in the quicksand
0: well if your feet are in the mud according to all the uh
1: studies that i had in high school you ain't floating (laughs) (laughs) well that's what he said (laughs) but he said he said the river as we waded through it was solid under our feet as long as we kept moving it felt so but the minute you stopped you started sinking so they had tried it so the pull of this quicksand was so strong that four of us were unable to lift a steer's tail out once it was in the, in the quicksand. You're kidding me. They could not pull the tail out. Holy smokes. And he said, and when we had released a tail by burrowing, burrowing around it to arm's length and freed it, it would sink right back into the quicksand. Uh-huh. So to avoid this, they had to coil up the tails and tie them with a rope up on top. And fortunately, none of the cattle were over forty feet from the bank, so they were not very far out into the river, okay, but he said we first took a heavy rope from the animal 's horns to solid footing on the river bank, and we tied to this five or six of our lariats. so you got five or six guys on shore with a rope around this cow 's head all right now Meanwhile, there were some other guys that rolled went out to the steer. They would roll the steer over as far as possible and they would begin burrowing with their hands down alongside the foot and at the same time uh, pulling the foot out and then tying it up uh, so it was up beside the the cow's body. That would be like trying to lift the Queen Mary there for a while. So they would do this with the back, uh, as they tipped it to one side, they would lift the front leg, get it up, get the back leg, get it up, and then what they would do is they would uh, turn the cow, tip it the other direction, and do the same thing with those two feet. Really? So here you got a cow that's basically got his feet tied up close to his body and his tail also tied up. Yeah. Okay. Now, so when they got him secured, we turned the animal, like I say, over on its side, uh, got both, all legs uh, uh, freed. And then he said, we hurried out of the water and into our saddles and wrapped the loose end of our ropes to the saddle horn. When the word was given, we took a good swing and start, and unless something gave way, there was one less steer in the bog.
0: Wait a minute, unless something gave way? That does not bode well for the steer that's (laughs) stuck in the mud. I'm going to get to that towards the end of the story.
1: (laughs) It's a bit of a gruesome Yeah, I figured it was. Uh, Look out, uh, Wendy's, here we come. So he says, after we had landed the animal high and dry on the bank, uh, it took... Been a minute to free the rope and untie the hobbles, and then it was advisable to get into the saddle as quickly as possible and give this steer a wide berth, because he usually was not happy when he got up. They were a bit disgruntled. They were they were more than disgruntled. They, they were downright angry. Teed off. Yes. Well, he said it was dark before we got the last of the bog cattle out and went back to camp. And well, the next morning they uh, had breakfast and they started looking along the river to find another place to cross. Well, uh, they finally found a place that seemed pretty secure for the horses, and uh, so when they got close to the where they thought they were safe, they uh, again, we held up the herd, he said, and uh, they brought up the horse remu- remuda Remuda. Mm-hmm. You remuda. Know, yeah, yep. which was the horses that they used uh, on the mm-hmm. cattle. Back. right. And what they did is they actually crossed and recrossed them, and not a single horse bogged down. I've
0: got to take a break, but I want to ask you something what? is the consistency or what is what is quicksand i mean basically what is it
1: that's a good question. I, I, I've never run across it. I've never experienced it. You know, it.
0: you see it in the Western movies like there was a, a show on Bonanza one time where a guy's running away from Little Joe and he fell in the quicksand and Little Joe had to pull him out. I mean, he started sinking. But what is the the consistency or the makeup of quicksand? I don't really
1: understand. I, I don't either. I really don't.
0: Anybody out there that took a college course in quicksand, <laughs> give us a call. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, i got to do the commercial. minute cash of sales at 1321 East Main Street in Burley with Zach and the whole crew. Holy smokes, Dr. History, they can help with all your spring remodeling needs. You got back from China. Your wife said you got to get to work. You got to put new shingles on the roof. You got to put up new doors. You got to upgrade the windows. You got to do a whole bunch of stuff. And not only that, you got to put in some new carpet, too. Well, they've got it all for you, along with the Tartar Farm and Ranch equipment, too. You know, the feed bins and all the water waterers and everything. I bit my tongue. They've got it all for you at minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main in Burley. Call Zach 878 2091. That number, 878 2091. The best at Minnecacia Sales in Burley. And
1: now back to Dr. Quicksand. All right. So here we go. The next day, they're trying a different place on the river. So they were encouraged. They cut off about 100 head of the heavy lead cattle and started for the river. He said, we had a good push on them, and we struck the water, and there were 10 riders around them, and when they pulled out on the opposite bank, there were left about 12 of the heaviest steers still in quicksand. So, the horses had gone back and forth with no problem, but some of the cows got stuck. Now, why? I don't know. Okay. But, uh, anyway, uh, they didn't have enough men to hold a herd on one side of the river and on the other side of the river. So... They just herded the ones that went across back, back across. So now, he says, we rounded them up into a compact body and started for the river to recross back over. And he said, the nearer we came to the river, the faster we went till we struck the water. And near the middle of the river, a guy by the name of Rod Wheat uh, was chasing a big old steer, and uh, it sank into the quicksand. Rod's horse stumbled across the animal, and w- and he was thrown in the river. Well, he floundered and attempted to get up, and the horse did, and his hind feet sank into the quicksand. So now we got a horse stuck too. We got a mess. We got a mess. So anyway, so now uh, there a horse and a steer lay side by side, like two in a bed, <laughs> stuck in the quicksand. Yep, sounds like
0: Obamacare.
1: <laughs> okay. So, oh, Rod, he uh, loosened the cinch on the saddle and got the saddle off and the bride. And he came ashore carrying his saddle and his bridle and his blanket. Uh, so the river, now, this is pretty wide. It was about 300 yards wide. Ooh. So it wasn't just a little stream. Yeah. So, well, a survey showed we had left a total of 15 cattle and the horse in the quicksand. That's not good. Not good. No. But he says we congratulated ourselves that we had bogged down only three uh, when they came back across. So getting these cattle out uh, was a much harder task than the 20 had g- given them the day before. Uh, for many of these were bogged down probably 100 yards from the bank. So they were way out there. I mean, that's a football field. Oh, yeah. So, so they had a limited amount of rope at hand and said we could only use one rope for drawing the cattle out to solid footing. But we had four good mules uh, t- uh, to our chuck wagon. And instead of dragging the cattle ashore from the saddles, from the horse, uh, he said, we tied one end of the rope to the hind axle and used the mules in snaking the cattle out. Mm-hmm. He said, this worked really good, but every time we freed a steer, we had to drive the wagon well out of reach for fear he might charge the wagon and the team. Like I said, they were a little when they got turned loose. A little. Yeah. But he said with three crews working in the water, tying up the tails and the legs, he said the work progressed more rapidly than it had done the day before because, you know, they'd done it so they were getting better at it. About two hours before sunset, the last animal had been freed. And he said, we had several exciting incidents during the operation, for several steers showed fight. Exciting. exciting. I see, yeah. And mm-hmm. when released, they went on the prod for the first thing in sight. Mm-hmm. Well, the herd was grazing nearly a mile away during the afternoon, and as fast as the steer was pulled out, someone would take a horse and give that freed animal a start for the herd. Well, one uh, big black steer turned on a guy by the name of Flood. Now, uh, and started chasing him. Well, in getting out of the uh, angry steers way, he passed near the chuck wagon. I see. Well, the mad beef turned from flood and started chasing the cook wagon, the chuck wagon. Oh, really? So the guy uh, on the chuck wagon saw the steer coming, and he started uh, those ch- the mules going as fast as they could go, put the whip to them. And they circled around and around, and trying to get out of the way. And finally, uh, the guy, the name Flood, he made several attempts to cut off the steer from the wagon, but uh, he just followed it. And he says, "Well, a number of us decided we better help out, so because they were afraid the steer would gore the mules, yeah, and, or uh, tip over the wagon." Uh-huh. So they started. Uh, they roped him, and they caught him by the two front feet. And before he could get up, he said, "Several of us had dismounted and were sitting on this steer." sitting on the steer there's a lot of common sense there (laughs) well to get off in the first place kind of made me wonder about it yeah but anyway driving the team around behind a sand dune out of sight he said we released the beef and uh, everything was okay Mm -hmm. now another incident that i'm referred to earlier occurred near the middle of the afternoon he said uh, from some cause or other the hind leg of a steer having been tied up became loose Okay, so he this had, this is going to be a gruesome, one, right? No one noticed. I see. Three legs tied up and one tail tied up, but un, uh, unknown to them, one of the legs had slipped back down into the mud. I see. Well, after several successful tries to uh, uh, pull it out, they finally uh, and he uses the terminology a large vocabulary to uh, a large <laughs> vocabulary of profanity. The mule team was unable to move the steer. So, six of us fastened our lariats to the main rope and dragged the beef ashore. Oh, my goodness. But but when one of the boys dismounted to unloose the hobbles and the rope, uh, he saw a sight that kind of made him a little sick, for the steer had left one hind leg in the river. In the quicksand. He had three others. (laughs) That's why they call him (laughs) (laughs) Three-Wheeler. They they named that steer Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, he wasn't so lucky, but (laughs) then they realized why the mules had failed to pull him out. And that gives you an idea how strong of a pull that quicksand quicksand is. is, yeah. Yeah. So no doubt the steer's leg had been unjointed, and in swinging him around, it had taken six extra horses to sever the ligaments and the skin, and the merciless quicksands of the river held that limb. Well, a friendly shot uh, to the steer's sufferings ended his, uh, his suffering, and they had beef stew and beef that night. What
0: would happen, though, and I'm sure it did in the old days, when people got in
1: the quicksand? I mean, could they ever get them out of there? You know, uh, I've been told that in quicksand, if you will actually try to get onto your side and swim, really, that you can get out. Uh-huh. That's what I've heard.
0: Let's go find some, and then you can volunteer <laughs> for a very interesting course on how to save your life At, in quicksand. And you'll be
1: on your horse with a rope. I would love to. <laughs> well, anyway, they kept going, and... Uh, uh, as usual, uh, they, they finally found another place, so this is the third place they're trying. They cut off about 100 head of cattle, and the, uh, again, the leaders were naturally the heaviest and started them into the water, and they got out to an island, and uh, then uh, from the island on to the other shore, and they did very well. And they brought up a second bunch and then a third bunch and finally they crossed, uh, got them all across. And he said, uh, as we crossed each successive bunch, the tramping of the cattle increasingly agitated the sands. And when we had the herd about half over, we bogged our first steer. Mm. So all were over at last and we were on the point of congratulating ourselves uh, for although the herd had scattered badly, we had less than a dozen bogged cattle and those near the shore, uh, they were pretty close. So when suddenly uh, uh, up the river, uh, they began hearing some shooting. So some of us rode up the river and soon uh, located the trouble. A number of our herd had bogged down and re-entered the river to get a drink. So they'd got them across, but the cows were thirsty. So they went back to the river, and so they bogged down a a bunch more cattle. They couldn't stand prosperity. They couldn't. Well, by the time everything was over, there were about 80, 80 bogged cattle. Oh, my goodness (laughs) sakes. Over a space of about a mile up and down the river. How deep was the river? Well, not so deep that they had to swim. So I'm guessing it was only... Four or five feet deep Oh, my all. goodness. So, yeah. so, anyway, they uh, wanted to get him out before nightfall because, you know, down there, you never know if there's a uh, thunderstorm upriver that could, uh, all of a sudden, the, it could rise two feet and drown the cattle. Yeah. So, yeah. but he said, uh, you know, they uh, got all the cattle finally crossed, but they had to get the chuck wagon across. Yep, here we go. Okay. Got save the food. So, here we go. He said, we uh, tied lariats to the tongue and sides of the wagon. They emptied everything out first all the food the uh, gear and everything he says we took a running start and struck the further the other, other side of the bank without any problem really but then, he said, then they had to get everything else across. They had to get the mules across. Then they had to go back and forth and haul all the food, the gear, and crossing back and forth for several hours. Finally, they got the pots and the pans and everything. Uh, the contents did they, of the
0: how did they carry all that stuff across?
1: You know, they just had to tie it on because they didn't have... Uh, on saddle, the big, huge. Well, on their horses. Oh, yeah.
0: Why? Okay, here's an obviously stupid thing. Why didn't they make a little raft and float it across?
1: I don't think it was deep enough. Well, it buried a cow. <laughs> he doesn't say. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, they finally got the, all the horses across the mule, the wagon train, and uh, uh, they finally got everybody across. Uh, there was one particular mule that decided he didn't want to go across. Okay. And instead, he said, in spite of all the profanity addressed personally at this mule, which gave great credit to its uh, uh, sire, he said we, uh, they finally blindfolded it, <clears throat> backed it up to the river, and they just threw him, hog-tied him, and just pulled him across on his belly. I see. I see. So uh, that's the story of uh, Adam. Now, what was his name? Andy Adams. Yeah. And some of his experiences.
0: You and I would have been really good working for that company because now look, if they had water, let's say they only had two feet of water. Yeah. Wouldn't they be better off to get some uh, saplings, tie them together, make a little raft, and put that stuff on there? Dally up by
1: a horse and swim across the river. That would make sense. But let me just tell you this real quick. The next day they were heading down, and they uh, there was another cattle uh, uh, bunch coming behind them. They crossed the same place with no problem. Really? So the quicksand Shifting would change. Sand would change from ooh, day to day. Yeah. So...
0: Now, your your uh, studies for this next week are to come here next Tuesday with a complete synopsis and educational survey and study on Quicksand. I'll do it. Okay. I got to run. <laughs> I know. I know.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify.